Hey, neighborhood, your feedback and support goes a long way in helping NAI grow and provide the ultimate wrestling fan experience. That's right. And now there's even more ways to take part in the community. Just head to Patreon.com today and search for New Age Insiders. Everyone is loving their rewards and new exclusive content is coming all the time. And with plans starting as low as $2 a month, any support is appreciated and goes a long way towards enhancing the New Age Insiders experience. Once again, visit Patreon.com, search New Age Insiders, and take advantage of the new rewards today. In the books. Very, very interesting. All right. Well, just to kick it off, we do have a poll, and we'd love to hear from you as well. It's at New Age Insiders on Twitter. It's been up for a whopping 12 minutes, and we already have hundreds of votes, so we're going to do okay yeah. here. So far, the audience would give this show a B. 46% of the audience would give it a B. 34% would give it an A, which means that 80% of this crowd is still pretty happy with this show. Yeah. A lot went down. A major title change, too, if you count the pre-show, really. Uh, some titles changed hands. Three titles changed hands tonight. Yes. Right? Something like that? Intercontinental tag. And and the universe. Uh, and the universe. Oh, and four in U.S. And the U.S. title changed hands. So we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. And anything that we don't cover tonight, we will talk about like we do every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock right back here on twitch.tv slash New Age Insiders TV. We definitely want to hear what you guys thought as well of Extreme Rules. 508-202-1624, 508-202-1NAI. You can jump in and be part of the show as well. But let's go ahead and just kind of kick it off. What did you think of uh, Extreme Rules? Yeah, it was a good show. It was a better show than, you know, uh, I think anybody thought it was going to be going in, uh, especially with a weekend of great wrestling. And weekends like this, when there's a lot of different company and big events and things like that happening, WWE always kind of ends up getting, you know, shafted by fans, right? They always say, like, oh, good luck, good WWE, luck. you know, after an NXT show or something like that. Yeah. And after a weekend where, AEW put on a really, really great showing, and Evolve put on their 10th anniversary show to oh, also great showing. You know, WWE kept pace and put on a very good wrestling show. You know, I, I, there was a lot to like. There was not as much to dislike. You know, there's there's a couple of things I can nitpick here, uh, and we'll probably get to those nitpicks. But other than that, yeah, man, solid show. Great use of The Undertaker. I'm so surprised he went on first. Yeah, so I this is one of those things where Wednesday we talked about it uh, a little bit, and it was our Patreon edition. You could be a Patreon, too. Patreon.com slash New Age Insiders. Uh, we, gave it to, we gave the Patreons the early scoop on what we thought was going to go down in this show, and, and I... You know, not surprised to say that this is what I expected it to be. It was one of those things where it's like, look, it's not a big four pay-per-view. If your expectations are sort of like it's going to be a fun night, then that's the, I kind of think the right mindset going, and that's what it was. It was a good pay-per-view. It was a good show. It was a, something to do on a Sunday night because one of the things that I'm trying to do with my entertainment in general is to just want sort to of like take a step back and appreciate what it is. And, and even with this company, too, where it's just like, look, look, relax. What was it? It was a way to spend your Sunday night. Right, it's July. It's the worst sports month of the year. I know. There's not a lot on TV in general because it's I don't think anything is worse than post All Star break baseball. Exactly. Yeah, it's nothing until September. There's nothing. There's nothing going on in sports right now. You know what I mean? It's not even training camp. So it's like you spent your Sunday night watching a couple hours of some pretty cool stuff with maybe the best roster ever assembled, some title changes and surprises, and it's just like I'm not exactly sure what people's mindset should be. Going in more than that, I mean, what did you want the world to shake? Like, God, it, I almost well, I almost feel like I have to be angry at how good 
like movies and TV and and entertain like right. YouTube have gotten because I think people just want everything to be Endgame now, and it's just like this is a Sunday well, night. Well, and that's that's been done. That's good. been wrestling fans. That has been wrestling fans' problem since Jump Street is that everything needs to be every bit of the Attitude Era that you remember all in one show. Yeah, most Attitude like, Era pay-per-views suck. <laughs> yeah, well, there's they, that. But it's like just Stone Cold needs to come out with a beer truck and then Edge and Christian need to play the kazoo and Jeff Hardy needs to jump off of something and The Scotty Undertaker needs to do the worm. Scotty Twine needs to do the worm and The Undertaker needs to, you know, crucify Stephanie <laughs> and The Rock needs to, like, cut a hilarious promo where he sings, dances, and makes fun of Michael Cole while also hitting on Lillian Garcia and then, uh, who am I missing? Triple H needs to make fun of the corporation in blackface. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of that needs to happen on every show. Yeah, people don't realize it's years of content and that the average show was just like, eh. yeah. you know what I mean? But I thought this, like I said, you know, as far as a extreme rules pay-per-view in July, I thought they did just fine. Oh yeah. 508-202-1624. one in AI. You can join the show. Somebody's about to. Yeah. Jordan in Massachusetts gave us a call. Go ahead, Jordan. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are we doing tonight? Good. How are you, His pal? voice has changed. I know, right? You're going to, <laughs> going to college and everything. I, I sound like a real person a little bit now. It's, it's sort of spooky. Wow. It is spooky. Wow. You're going to kiss somebody and I everything. still love your hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It's crazy. It's not blonde anymore, but it's still crazy. It yeah. will be again one day when you host a wacky oh, game show called, like, uh, Scooters and Hoots. You know it, brother. Scooters and Hoots? Scooters and Hoots. What is, pray tell, what is Scooters and Hoots? Well, the rules are overly complicated. What you're going to want to do is avoid the Shimba. It's Gallows oh, and Anderson on scooters. Yeah. Thank you. Just avoid, Thank you. You have to avoid the Shimba while trying to get a squirky. <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense. And, Going on. don't pull the lemon card or you're out in the lime oh, pit. do not. Or your game's going to be real not. sour. You're in the yeah, yeah, and you're in the lime pit. There's all sorts of rules. Jordan, what do you think of Extreme Rules? I really enjoyed it. You know, I think I uh, I was listening to the uh, to the Patreon show or the preview show or whatever it was uh, this past week where you guys were talking about how, like, yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, a good show. Most pay-per-views are solid, and you go in with, like, pretty low expectations, and you don't, you don't expect to set the world on fire. And I did, and I had a really good time, and I thought there were some really great matches, and I really liked the ending. You know, maybe I'm just laughing through the pain, but I thought that was really fun. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good show with a lot of fun surprises and as good a show as modern WWE as you can expect from modern WWE. Yeah, and I think that's a really fair way to look at it. Jordan, thanks so much for giving us a call, man. We really appreciate it. Because I think that Jordan's got the right mindset when it yeah. comes to, like, look, what do you think this was? You know what I mean? They, <laughs> this was even, Extreme Rules they, in July. Right. They didn't even lie to you and be like, this is going to be as good as WrestleMania. You know what I mean? They were just like, yeah, The Undertaker's going to be here and Brock might show up and he did and all that stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about the specifics. We just you know, stick to generalities as to why everybody should lighten up, which we all should. Um, but let's talk about specifics. People that did show up, people that didn't show up, somebody that you know wound up showing up, all that stuff. Somebody was announced, somebody might have, and somebody did. Somebody was announced. The Undertaker did show up. What do you think of his performance? You know, he was fine. I, you know, I think that the match was good, and what you're asking The Undertaker to do nowadays in WWE, he executed it very well. You have to pull trickery and shenanigans and nonsense to mask the fact that it's like, yeah, a one-on-one -on -one performance is not going to be great. It's going to be bad, but if we allow Roman Reigns to be involved in this, Shane McMahon, Elias, you know, a no-holds-bar situation yeah. you, know you, what, know? you know you know you know the undertaker is now 
The Undertaker is a designated hitter. Right. Right. You are a liability in the field, but yep. you have value to my team and I'll yeah. and, and you can still, you know, hit one because, out. Because exactly so he was great in this match, right? Because I got all the Undertaker stuff that I wanted. Uh, but then when he wrestles, because it's going to happen, when he wrestles Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam one on one, yeah, that's not going to be great. Well, because here, here's Drew McIntyre will be the middle, right? So the Goldberg match was terrible, and this match was good, and McIntyre will be in the middle. And here's what I mean. Because why The Undertaker looked so good tonight is one of two things. When he showed up in good shape, he, he, he looked good, like aesthetically. He looked good, right? There's sometimes when he takes off like the, the hat and he's either already bright red or just overly thin and gaunt. And it's just like there's times where, quite frankly, before the bell, you're just like, you don't look great. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I already feel bad for you. Yes. And so right away, I think aesthetically, he like for what it's worth, he looked good. And then, like you said, just to, just expounding on that, he had two 30-year-olds and you know two guys in their 30s. And a guy who might be in his 50s but has a ton of energy to work with. That helps yeah. a lot, right? Yes. Bill Goldberg was off the shelf in his 50s. And, oh, by the way, you know, as his number one fan can tell you, he was never a great game caller. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So that was always going to be bad. Undertaker at 50-whatever and Goldberg at 50-whatever at this phase of both of their games, respectively, was always going to be bad. Yeah, always. The strength of what tonight was, like you said, was basically that, like, look, when I get tired, I tag in this guy. When it when I'm in here, I'm here to do spooky Undertaker stuff and look like a million bucks. Yeah. I can still lay here and take a big elbow from the outside from Shane. I can still take stuff. And then at the end of the day, like I said, I play the hits, but I get to rest. Little, like, like honest to goodness, it's little things like you don't take into consideration. Like when he's working one on one, he doesn't get to rest. If he's resting, it means right. he's on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where in right. this, just you, just the 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 luxury of tagging out. Right. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm talking about when protecting him. It's just, yeah. Look, here's the deal. Uh, you know, we hide the Undertaker and we hide what he's bad at by tagging in Roman Reigns and letting Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre do all sorts of nonsense. And then for extra security, we added in Elias. Yeah. You know, so. and McIntyre will be right in the middle because he'll get to work with a guy much more physically primed to do it than Goldberg. But I do wonder how well that will be quarterbacked yeah. more than anything else, but we'll see. But, like, I'm still not telling that it's like, oh, look, Undertaker's back. Let's get this guy in a full-time schedule and one-on-one -on -one stuff. No, but I think you found a nice little sweet spot while you insist on using him to actually get some good out of it. So, Perhaps. So the Mass Fan 33 live on twitch.tv slash New Agent Insiders TV, uh, where you can join us live all the time. He asks, has WWE upped their game because of AEW competition? I would say no. I would say that they've officially started entering that self-preservation mode uh, because AEW doesn't cause them to actually bring in Bischoff and Heyman to do creative stuff. That's the ratings. And the ratings are what they are. It's But it's pressure from outside sources. I wouldn't say that AEW is the factor as a competition because they're not WCW. There's no way that the cons are going to buy out WWE from their fans. So in that aspect, it might be a part of the overall portfolio. But yeah, they weren't worried about Fight for the Fallen. Uh, so here's where I'll respectfully disagree. 
competition, like I, you have to specify this again. That competition is not in the sense like I I call it competition like the way that Pepsi is a competitor to Coke, and they're not Pepsi yet, right? I get that. But what I'm saying is that like they there's no reason that you, Pepsi will never overtake Coke, but. For goddamn close to 100 years, Coke can't get rid of Pepsi either. That's kind of what I think they're destined to be, perhaps, maybe, I don't know, something similar. But the big point is where I'll respectfully disagree with you is they are not afraid. But yes, I do think that they are sick and tired of losing the internet rumblings war to them. And there's it's not a coincidence to me that everybody looks at you know Cody Rhodes as the savior and everything's great and everything's perfect with them. They start high. They hire Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, the names you want to hear. Right. And the biggest thing to me that shows you is, yeah, they ran Evolve on the network against Fight for the Fallen very intentionally. And again, it's not competition in the yeah. sense where, like, it's not like we need to run this Evolve show because we're afraid. It's they're doing it just so they could see because little things. And I know this sounds terrible because give them time, but like, you know there were more trending topics with the evolved show or something yep. like that and they want that and they right. and they want well i that. think it's i like i said i don't think it's like oh AEW isn't competition i'm not going to be one of those idiots but it's part of the portfolio because i think the pressure is actually coming from fox right fox is seeing these low ratings for smackdown and going we paid you a billion dollars for this figure it out right Oh, right, that you are right. You know what I mean. That that is absolutely a kick in the ass factor. That's that's where I think the bigger slice of the pie is. Yep. It, while AEW, because you're right. Yeah. Oh, WWE was a bunch of shitbags for doing the Evolve show, which is the first independent wrestling that they've ever put on the network ever. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and it's just coincidentally uh, after this high profile charity show that WWE that AEW announced months ago. Right. You know. Yeah. Yes. You did that on purpose. It's just like put it giving CM Punk his termination papers on his wedding day. Yeah. You know. You can say it was coincidence all you want. No, but it's go, not. But it's not. It, it was it, also Evolve though. They didn't put a takeover that right, night or anything right. like That's that. That's the thing. So. Is that it wasn't, it wasn't a, that bad? Yeah. Also, the I'm not going to sit here and say that fight for the fallen, while for a great cause, and they raised good money for a good cause. Uh, I don't think like that was the lesser show for AEW. The, the the thing is though, it's like the difference, and I understand Bill's point. You know, they didn't put a takeover there, but here's why this was even more aggressive in the passive aggressive category. It's because what they're doing is they go, oh, okay. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Right. You want the indies. I got gotcha, you. I got it. Right. I will literally just put an indie promotion just put Evolve on. with Johnny Gargano, and, and I will add my guys. I'll give you Adam Cole and Akira Tozawa. Right, yeah. You want it? You talk, well, Matt I, Riddle will be here, and Gulag will be here. I don't want you talking about, uh, I don't want you talking about MJF, so I'm going to hope you might be talking about Austin Theory or Anthony Green or Josh Briggs. Or yeah. somebody else that was on that show, and I'm going to throw Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole at you, and I'm, Paul Heyman's going to be there. And so, oh, I get it. You want to watch an indie show tonight? Well, I'll give it to you. Yeah, right. And that's super yeah. aggressive. That's more aggressive than NXT. Yeah. Because that's their way of saying, like, look, I can even do it with... Yeah. All with Austin Theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a big thing with um, just to kind of get back to Extreme Rules is the way that they handled Kevin Owens. You know what I mean? Kevin Owens is a step in the right direction. Again, yeah, you called that whole match. The clock starts now, right? Because I said this on Wednesday's show. 
nothing was ever going to really kind of change, quote unquote, until we got to Extreme Rules, right? Because if Paul Heyman's going to take over, we have the storyline written until Extreme Rules. We start after. Okay. Um, let's take the call. 508-202-1624, 508-202-1NAI. Uh, Anthony in California gave us a call, wants to talk about the Brock cash-in. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? What's going on, pal? Thanks for calling. So I was just wondering how how do you think that um, who will cash in on uh, Lesnar? So who do I think will be Brock Lesnar's number one contender? So let's talk about that. Um, Brock Lesnar is the new Universal Champion. What do we think is the future of Monday Night Raw's big red title? Um, I am. I'm just going to jump off with this. I was wrong, and I'm surprised he won it all. I did not think Brock Lesnar was going to be successful. Yeah. I really thought that we built up this threat so when Rollins defeated it, it would make him look like a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, I really, really thought even tonight when Lesnar cashed in and with his with Becky Lynch ringside to potentially foil him. Yeah, DQ. I just didn't think he was going to win, and I didn't think he was going to win right up. The, the second I thought he was going to win was when the referee's hand was coming down for three because I could tell that he had Rollins all bundled up for the pin, yeah. and I couldn't see Becky Lynch anywhere. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, oh. And it was very much like how I felt at WrestleMania 33 in New Orleans. Okay. Four. 34? In, in, in New, New Orleans, Orleans yeah. when I just thought Reigns was going to find a way to win the whole time, and I didn't think Lesnar was going to win literally until it was like the sixth F five, and he, and again, yeah, Reigns and he was all bundled, bundled up, right. and I was like, oh, he's, I don't think he's going to kick out of this, and so I was wrong. Lesnar did cash in yeah. successfully. What do you just think of that? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm on board, right? Because you're telling me that WWE is different now, right? Paul Heyman is now in charge of Raw. And if the internet is to be believed, which we all know it shouldn't be, but if it is to be believed, they're getting a new set and it's a new day. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, so yeah, I have more faith in Paul Heyman getting a dynamic character out of Brock Lesnar than I do this current staff. So let's start there. How often do we see him? I think we see him more often than not if if his guy is Will he here. wrestle on Raw? Uh, you know what? That's I don't know. I think that matters. I, that does matter. I think, I, it ma so. I think it matters to people. It, be, well, people that don't thing. like the Brock experience, I think that's a factor. It is a factor. And, you know, having Brock just ragdoll people is would be interesting because the problem with the Brock Lesnar championship experience is that, you know, he doesn't even squash anybody. Right. This is the kind of guy where what we should be doing right now, and look, I understand that we have, without exaggeration, 15 years worth of tape to show you that Brock Lesnar is pretty darn special, right? And I, I, I get that. It's not like, hey, man, yeah. maybe we need to give this guy a coat of paint. He is a well-polished machine. I understand. However, you're right that, in theory, basically everybody below the main event status and even some main eventers right. should just get fed to him, sometimes even yeah. on Raw. Well, here's a prime example. is like we watched Bobby Lashley just throw around Rey Mysterio for a bit. Right. Yeah, let's have Rey Mysterio wrestle Brock Lesnar on a Monday Night Raw for the Universal Championship. Right. All of that seems real yep. and you can make Rey Mysterio look competitive but then Brock just beats him in the end. Right. And, or even a guy like I and I would hate to just feed him to him but let's be real here this is you know this guy's hit his ceiling. Even a guy like Cesaro right. Yeah. Like, so Cesaro yep. always goes out and looks competitive even when he loses yeah. he looks like he's right there in him. 
if Brock Lesnar were to just smash Cesaro into the ground, it the, the reason I'm saying that is because the story should be, look, Brock Lesnar is so much better yeah. than everybody. Yes. He's Goro. That's yeah. the thing. It's not about... People got to get it through their head. This wouldn't be about Cesaro getting smashed as much as it would be like, goddamn... Cesaro is super duper tough to beat, and he just did it easily. Yeah. Anybody that challenges this guy is doomed, and anybody that actually right. wins is a hero. Right. That's why we do it. We, we don't do it to bury anybody. We do it so we create a hero. Also, I'm throwing this out into the universe because I want it. Right? And hopefully everybody out there on twitch.tv slash New TV, and everybody here in the NAI studios will agree that... All I want for SummerSlam is Brock Lesnar versus John Cena for number 17. The rematch of the ragdolling. The rematch of the ragdolling. The, the assault that we saw. Oh, on TV. God. Can you imagine? Do you know how on board I'd be? Do you know how crazy it is that we've come full circle to the point where that was 2014? Yeah. And if we had said that five years later that would have been an ideal rematch, it's just like I'm, I think everybody's, <laughs> everybody would have died. Everybody would have just stopped watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, we got a call on the line, but just really quickly, um, Brock Lesnar has the potential to be the most interesting heavyweight champion in the world because he has the ultimate mouthpiece. He's a special talent. He is one of the very few guys that is an active heavyweight champion that is from kind of that other era. Because, like, Okada is yes. a modern star. Yes. And Matt Taven is a modern star. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And there is no AEW champion. And yet. Right. You know what I mean? And it's going to be Chris Jericho. You think it's, you think it's not going to be Adam Page anymore? You know what? Page chases Jericho. I, I, I just it breaks your heart, but everybody sees that Chris Jericho is the new champion, yeah. so you tune into the next one. Could be, but right now they they don't have one, and so like of the champ of the wrestling champions in the world right now, Brock Lesnar is sort of this weird bridge where it's like he wrestled Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so he true. he won his first championship against The Rock when The Rock was still you know much much more active. You know what I mean? It's not like you know <laughs> um, The Rock isn't active at all. Right, but what I'm saying is like... So anything... But what I'm saying is he didn't beat The Rock in 2013 for it. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. He beat The Rock in 02 for it. Yes. You know what I mean? And so Lesnar is... He had legendary matches with Kurt Angle. In the, and I, I bring the, this example up all the time, but I'm always going to because it's one of the big lessons that we've learned in wrestling. The guy at the bar matters. The guy that doesn't watch Raw every week, the guy at the bar matters. And the guy at the bar has never heard of Okada and never heard of Matt Taven and never heard of Hangman Page. Oh, depends on which bar. Yeah. He's if, you're in in a bag, if you're in a bar in Lowell. If you're in a bar in Quincy, you, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's heard of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And, it, and, I, and I, people roll their eyes, but it, it, it matters. Yeah. It's why we do the things we do most of the time is for the mainstream attention. Well, it's because of something, you know, you, I looked at both of those shows, the Fight for the Fallen and the Evolve show, and it's like, yeah, those shows felt better than extreme rules right and the way they the reason they felt better is because it was a smaller building with 5,000 people in it yeah. that all wanted to be there as opposed to that Philadelphia arena which is like 15 to 25 somewhere around there and yeah you're going to get those 5,000 people that want to be there 
The problem is, is that you have to fill in that other 20,000 and the, the guy yeah. at the bar is the guy you're targeting. There's just also something to be said about being in a smaller building with smaller crowd that's on top of each other, that's riled up, that's, you know, every the average age of there is probably 20 years old. There's just, there's something different about it. And there's, you know, there's something to be said about that atmosphere in wrestling that's, you either can capture it or you can't. And even NXT seems to feel to, uh, seems to be able to. But we'll, we'll Yeah, well, and, and that goes to the same thing. The, the argument is, is that the people that are there want to be there. Right. And so, you know, there's not going to be guy at the bar because that guy at the bar doesn't care about Adam Cole. But there are enough people that like wrestling enough to travel to SummerSlam, travel to the Royal Rumble, travel to WrestleMania that are like, yeah, I want to go see NXT because I want to go see Adam Cole. Who do you think is Brock's first opponent or what do you mean? John Cena, because I just want that in the universe. Okay, what's next for uh, Becky Lynch's boyfriend? Um, I don't (laughs) know. That's real tough. Uh, he that probably guy. drops down to the U.S. title. Here's what some. Here's what needs to be said, and here, it just it's the truth of it. That championship reign didn't accomplish nothing. Didn't yeah. do nothing. And I'm gonna say it. And you know what? And I, I, I know that there has to be an something in between Brock Lesnar and the wall. I got right. you. But here's the thing, man. The, Seth Rollins. W- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that universal title <laughs> that was no better. He was there every goddamn week, and that was not any better. At least Brock's interesting. At least when Brock is there, you go like, "What's happening? What's yeah. going on?" So all I'm telling you is this, and I'm not even necessarily knocking Seth Rollins because creative is bad and all that stuff. But you want to talk about the brass ring? I do not think he grabbed that show by the balls and made it his own. He did it on Twitter for like two weeks, and that was that. Yeah, but it even made him look stupid because he. Because he took a shot and he had to wind up apologizing to Will Osprey. So all of it goes away when you apologize. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like Seth Rollins did not feel like a champion and they didn't make they didn't make him. He didn't whatever. I don't care who you blame or whatever. But you can't tell me that that belt just needed to get off Brock and then you'll see. And this show is saved. Nope. It all it's all about star power. And until and I I know how annoying I sound. Until somebody takes it from him and becomes a bigger star than Brock Lesnar, this is what we do. And so don't get mad at me for looking at a pattern and yeah. recognizing it. Get mad at the roster for for not becoming more must-see than Brock Lesnar, because pe- nobody has. We potentially saw the budding of one tonight. In Ricochet? Uh, no, Kevin Owens. Oh, Otis? Yeah. yeah, and Otis. Sure. But but that's the thing, is that... Owens is a star. Owens is a star, and I said it last week on, la- on last week's show, and I'll say it again here. If you let Kevin Steen come in and just do Kevin Steen stuff... And I'm not even talking about like package pile drivers and 450 splashes. No, that's stupid. They're not going to let him do that. But yeah, the pro, the come in here. I'm going to give you a stunner. This match is going to be over in 30 seconds, and I'm going to berate Shane McMahon for the rest of the time. That's the guy we liked in the first place four years ago. That's the guy we liked in the first place. That's the guy we've always liked. Right. Just let us have that guy. Right? No, he no he, he can be a star. Uh, so Hayden uh, S. Max uh, in the uh, Twitch chat says, "Isn't that the fault of the writers though? Make something compelling to get someone to that next level." You are 100 percent right, and that's my biggest complaint about this Eric Bischoff. Paul Heyman hype train, right? Because last Monday night on Raw, right? Paul Heyman was in theory in charge. And I watched the end of that Raw and it was the same written garbage that was existing prior. I guess it's just like this. So fans and not Max in particular, just just fans, right? 
So I hear that it's just like I see these things and I, 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 you know, I watch a New Japan show and they go, look, see, it's not about the promos. It's not about the bullshit. It's all about the wrestling. And those are the same fans that now want to tell me that Seth Rollins isn't a huge star because of creative. Oh, see. Well, I thought it was all about the wrestling and Seth Rollins right. is the best wrestler here. And look, I know that it seems like I take a lot of shots at Seth Rollins, but here's the deal. I keep getting told, and sometimes I even believe it myself, that he's the best pure talent they have. And I've yet to see him become what I would call a must-see attraction. I right. just don't so, believe he is. So the problem is, and to defend that fan you're talking about, is that WWE offers neither. And that's where the problem is, is that New Japan, yeah, they don't do promos. Promos are reserved for basically the guy at the end. After he wins, he gets a microphone and gets to talk for five minutes, right? Right, right yeah. That's basically what New Japan does. That's it. Anything else is like prepackaged and released online, yep. right? So WWE comes in, and they're an entertainment show, but they're also a wrestling show. And Seth Rollins' moveset is very limited because of what WWE wants their style of wrestling to be and what they want it to look like. So he's handcuffed there, right? And then on the flip side is, is that, yeah, he has a dumb storyline where he has to be with his on his actual girlfriend because him and his real life girlfriend are defending both of their titles against two other people and the whole conversation is is like you're going to be a hothead and you're going to lose your titles because she's your real girlfriend and we're not really together and that gives us the advantage and it's like okay that story sucks but then in their credit tonight right this was great this was this was great. There was a shitty story, but then the match was really good. And not all the time do those two things have like there are more often than not in yep. WWE the storyline sucks. And then the match sucks, too, because it's, I'm going to do a bunch of suicide dives, and then I'm going to tune up the band, and I'm going to give you a stomp, and that's going to be the end of it. I just, I, I guess it comes back to our conversation we had about John Cena a couple weeks ago on Patreon.com slash New Age Insiders, where you can get all sorts of yeah. extra shows every month, where it's like John Cena was also handed a bunch of wet yes. heart garbage, and the guy was just a magnet. Yes, the problem is, is uh, it ultimately comes down to WWE. I think Seth Rollins, if he was not... How do I say this without sounding like a douche? Okay. So if Seth Rollins was to take a step back and get more of a groundswell from the fan base, uh, a la, and this is a weird example, but a la a Daniel Bryan, right? Where it's just like, eventually the fans feel that he's getting so pushed down that they just have a riot over it. He has that in him, right? Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that WWE picks their stars and don't, listen right because they because it was like seth you're the beast slayer and it gets grading like i i like seth rollins a lot and it just gets so grating being like he's the beast slayer he beat brock lesnar at wrestlemania and it's just like fucking relax i just guess and i know this is a stupid example because he's a comedy guy but like I just look at a guy, I mean this, like Otis, and I'm like, yeah, that's a reason yes. to watch. Yes. That's a reason to watch, and I just don't think and Seth Rollins is one of those reasons. Right. I just, I just don't. So he's a good example. I guess he's a little bit closer to what I'm saying. So like, if now, like, let's just say Otis, right? Everybody likes Otis. I don't think you'd find it like, oh, man, I'd like to see Otis like win something in this company. Sure, you yeah. know what I mean? I think that that's kind of all where we're at with Otis. Sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? But then if Otis was all of a sudden being like, Otis is going to beat Brock Lesnar 
And it's just like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Right. But then Otis goes and beats Brock Lesnar. Otis was never not fun. He just got pushed to the like into this situation too soon before the pitch happened. It's kind of like when I talked about the Roman Reigns getting kicked in the nut store. Yeah. Right? And it was like every single time that WWE started to get the actual sympathy of like, hey, man, like Roman Reigns is already dead. Quit right. beating that horse. Right. You know what I mean? And like even the Roman Reigns haters started to like really be like, hey, like, whoa, like relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... They, they would just push him. They're like, oh, you all like him now? Ha, here he is. And it's like, no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, right. I, wanted you know? I understand. Because like, the flip side is, is Kofi Kingston has a bunch of hot garbage, too. And he's so fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, I think people are much more invested in what Kofi's doing. I just, I, right. You know, we'll see. And I'm not trying to put down Seth Rollins. It's just like, I don't think he accomplished much as the universal champion. And, and I'm certainly uh, don't believe what people told me, which was all that needs to happen is Brock needs to lose. I just don't, I don't believe that's true. No, because that's not true either. And much like Thanos, you couldn't live with your failures. And where did it bring you? Back to me. Back to me. And back to another phone call. This, <laughs> 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 what we got? We have Magnum in Mississippi gave us a call. He oh. wants to talk about a, uh, a future scenario that now that Brock is champion. Go ahead, Magnum. What's up, our old friend? How y'all doing, fellas? We're doing great. How have you been? Uh, pretty good, everything considered. Um, just wanted to chime in on a couple of things you know i i was never a proponent of um brock holding the title again even even as much as i'm a fan of brock i thought his time as champion had come and had come and gone but since they seem to have committed to another uh lesnar title run um y'all were talking earlier earlier about uh fantasy books and kind of stuff like that what i would do at this point is if they're going to do it have Brock hold until WrestleMania, uh, turn Daniel Bryan face, give him that Royal Rumble win that fans have been clamoring for for years, yeah. and then have Daniel Bryan finally be the one to go over Brock at WrestleMania clean. I'm on board. I, get, I have no problem with it at all because it's not going to be Matt Riddle. <laughs> so I get no problem with that whatsoever. Like, Would I bet on it? Not necessarily because I'm, I'm not sure – that we're doing that. But here's one thing that I've learned about WWE, and I've learned my lesson in, in a big-time way. Every single time I think they've built a guy up to give the win to somebody that's going to propel them, it doesn't seem to go that way. It seems to go to somebody who's going to take that win to cement them. Uh, and by that I mean, like, you know, you could have said that, like, Bray Wyatt could have beaten the streak, but it because that would have taken a young star and propelled him. Right. And instead, their priority was to take an established star and cement them. It was a you know quit. It was a feather in Brock Lesnar's cap. That's where they tend to go with these big time victories. So, while if you're a fan yeah. of his, you could be like Matt Riddle's been talking about retiring Brock Lesnar for five years, or maybe this is the big win for Ricochet. The likelihood of it being a Daniel Bryan type is much higher. Yeah, well, because it falls in that same class. It's Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble and getting the main event again of WrestleMania. The, the one that you never then, thought he got. Yeah, and, uh, right, right. Yeah, with all that nonsense. Or John Cena. John Cena is another one. I mean, Roman Reigns is on the table, you know, again. Do but, you think? Do you think? Like, do you think uh, they'll go all the way to Mania with this, like Magnum does? Um, it's a long way away. That's that like eight, it, eight more months. Yeah, I, I think that it depends. I, you know. There's a lot up in the air right now, right? Because Paul Heyman is now taken over and that's new. So, you know, any sort of WrestleMania plans might be shelved and changed. I don't think I don't think whatever changed 
between the matchups they wanted for SummerSlam in four weeks are going to be radically shifted. Yeah. But it is like if that's the midseason finale, then, yeah, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to have major influence on WrestleMania 36. I think what in so there's a tale of two shows, right? Raw and SmackDown Live. Right. And they're both, like you said, sort of in this reset. Right. So to me, what's going on on SmackDown, right? is Bischoff needs to walk in and go, okay, you know, like kind of like any project manager, okay, what's in front of me? What do I got? Right. What's on fire? What do, what do I do? You know what I mean? It's almost like when you get sworn in as president. Right. And you just go, hey, brief me. What's up? You yeah, know what I right. mean? And so what I think they tried to do with him was to give him something nice and built in and plug and play. Here are the New Day. They're the champions. They're super babies. Everybody's psyched about it, right? right? So your championship thing is pretty secure right now. He got over Joe. You could have him go back on uh, with Joe. You could have Owens. We're building him up to be something. Yeah. Give it Sh- a Shane. Shane's got a ton of heat. There's we, You got options here, but big picture is this is what you're walking into with your champion, right? Right. And on the other side with Raw, I think Heyman goes, I've got a third hour, higher expectations, and just more on my plate. So with my champion, you know what I get to do if I get Brock? I get to actually kind of not worry about it. Because what I do is I have Brock be the champion, and I know he's not going to be here every week. If he is, it's easy stuff. And that's what gets my ducks in a row with, hey, right. this ro- this wild card thing, can I actually book Roman Reigns? Hey, what do I do with Seth Rollins because I need to move him away from being Becky Lynch's girlfriend? What am I women's division? What are we doing? Is Sasha Banks coming back? If I call her, will that make the difference? Just all the things he has to do to get right. this show tight. Now he doesn't have to, quote unquote, worry about the well, title. Well, I also think that with Raw, there comes a little bit more of a muddied title picture. Right, because on SmackDown you have Kofi Kingston is the champion, obviously, but then from there it's Samoa Joe. Most recently, you have Dolph Ziggler, you have Kevin Owens, you have Shane McMahon. Yeah. Right, so everything is kind of all in there. And now that Finn Balor is no longer the universe, the w, the Intercontinental Champion, you know he's in that mix as well. Right now, flip over to the other side. And on Raw, it's like, yeah, I had Seth Rollins and I had Baron Corbin and the programming had been built around them. And what do I where do I go? What do I do? What's Roman Reigns doing? You know, and after that, what do I have? So I think it's a little bit more of a let's put it on Brock and then let me sort out the mess underneath because the log jam is different than the log jam. It was. The first time we gave the belt to Brock, right? The first time we gave it to him it was like, all of these kids are too young and we need to see who's actually ready to take this. This time it's like, yeah, what do we... I, I have to reestablish everything. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's exactly my point. When with Brock does this, it makes it easier. Right. Because like, if you wanted to go jump in and be like, okay, uh, Rollins and Lynch successfully defended their titles tonight, so what are you doing? And with your Heyman, you're like... I really, you haven't really given me a next guy because, for Seth Rollins. Yeah, the worst part is, is that you built in the stipulation that I can't use Baron Corbin. Right. Right. And, and if I'm Paul Heyman, quite frankly, I, I don't probably want don't want to. I don't want to. And I also know that right now, what you've done in a lot of different ways is actually make the champion of this show Becky Lynch. Yeah. And so she's my priority with what I got going on. And like, yeah. I don't have to worry about Monday having I don't eat I literally don't even know because I don't think it'd be like Bray Wyatt. So right. some intermediary stopgap Sami Zayn level guy 
that Rollins is going to have a one-month program with and walk over. Instead of having to contrive that nonsense, I know what Rollins is doing. He's mad. Yeah, he's going to f- be mad at he's Brock Lesnar. M- right. I know what my champion's doing, what Brock Lesnar does, but probably more creatively with more thought put into it. And again, I focus on Becky Lynch and just, I have ducks to get in a row. I'll get to the universal title, I swear. Right. But there's other things in the show that take some priority, and I don't have a problem with it yeah. at all. Well, because I, hopefully his doing with the club and the United States Championship. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's and a I step do, in and, the I think, right. and I think a priority of Paul Heyman will be to get guys over. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's. I'm almost surprised that... Um, I get why, big picture, but I, I am almost surprised uh, Ricochet didn't beat Styles. Just as like a statement, no, I am for real kind of win. But we're doing something bigger here, I understand. Um, all right, let's get some closing thoughts on WWE Extreme Rules because we'll jump over Wednesday night at 8 o'clock to twitch.tv slash TV and all the fallout, anything we didn't get to tonight. Um, but very quickly, AJ Styles is the United States champion. What do you think of that? I am super excited that we're rolling with this club thing. I absolutely love it. The WWE needs more factions. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it just needs more groups. You look at the New Day and what the New Day has going on, and they're a ton of fun. You look at the... <laughs> you look at... Um Oh, God, what's the group in NXT with Adam Cole? Why? I keep wanting to say Future Undis- Shock. Undisputed, Undisputed, Undisputed Era. Era. I kept wanting to think Future Shock because everybody was in that. Um, but, the yeah, so that's really, really fun. You know, everybody liked The Shield. Everybody liked the Wyatt family. And WWE is better with warring factions because, yep. you know, hey, do you know how easy it is if I have two groups that hate each other? I can build a bunch of programming on about them just hating each other. Yeah, no. And so it's like, you know, like even if it's ju- it's hopefully not going to be this at least right away, but it's like if it's going to be the New Day versus the club and it's like, yeah, I have Biggie versus AJ Styles and I have uh, Woods and Kofi versus Gallows and Anderson and I can mix and match. Right, yeah. You know? No, and- I agree with you. And I mean, like people that love the Wyatt family and DX and the NWO, I mean, the list goes on and on and people just you right it's it's always better with something like that and like look people have long waited for these guys to get either you know back together and do something and like you look the reality too is that we've seen it before wwe is super passive aggressive and right now the bullet club for better or worse is associated directly with cody and the bucks and this is a way for them to go on tv and be like screw you we've got the rights to everything we're going to use it Right. So I, I'm all for it. Plus, I like AJ Styles. Who doesn't? But uh, I did think that Ricochet might uh, actually get the win uh, to kind of be like, here I am. But that'll come. He's uh, That guy's a big deal for them. Yes, he is. Uh, new tag team champions. We kind of talked about that. Uh, new Intercontinental champion with Shinsuke Nakamura. What do you think about that? Um, if, if taking the belt off of Finn, who has not seen any TV time with it, so get the anchor off from around his neck, right? Uh, but if it's to get him with the club, hell yes. Yeah, sure, it's fine with If me. it's even just to get him off of, like, hey, here, just get rid of the Intercontinental title and we're going to have you do something else. At least it's something else. Yeah, I have no idea what to think about Finn Balor's future at this point. I mean, he's just... The definition of some guy. I mean, that's the. I love him so much, and it's not a talent thing. It's, it's just let's call a spade a spade. He's just some guy. It's he's the. He's not. He's no different than Rusev. He's he's no. here. Yeah, and it's so sad. Yeah, but I mean, like, I love him, and I'm a big fan of his. And this is again not a knock on talent or anything like that. But I mean, let's look at the programming and be real with the people listening. Yeah, he's just some guy. It's it's Rusev. You love him. You know how good he is. But he's just some guy. Yeah, he's just here. Yep, he's on on TV often. Then when he is, he usually loses, and sometimes he wins, but it usually doesn't matter. And yeah, 
Yeah, he won the Intercontinental title, and that meant nothing. Yep. And uh, he's just some guy, and it's a, it, it sucks. And I, as much as I'd love to see him rise above status of just some guy, he left all his momentum in the ring in Brooklyn in 2016, and he yeah. never quite did pick it up and find it again. And it's not his fault. It's not a talent thing. It's just, you know, again, the yeah. way that it is. And when he started it, Bray Wyatt got the mumps. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just it's just the way that it is. He's some guy, and I'd love him to be more than that, but we'll see. Um, very quickly, again, because we'll talk even more about this on Wednesday night, New Age Insiders, uh, twitch.tv slash New Age Insiders TV. Um, Sasha Banks did not return tonight. There was yeah. heavy speculation that this might be her big return. Just kind of what do you think about where we are with Sasha Banks sabbatical and is, is she coming back and just kind of Sasha Banks? There's a, uh, a favorite show of mine on Hulu. Uh, you should go and check it out. It's called Letter Kenny. It's one of the funniest shows on TV. It's really good. And um, they have a they have a thing they do on there. It's a little bit and it's very funny. And it's figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. I don't like. I don't care. Come back. Don't come back. I don't care. Figure it out. Figure it out. The thing about it is, is that she's destined to. She's got so much time in her conscience. Yeah, so it's gonna happen. So like, look. Um, I don't know. When she comes back, she'll get a good pop and a big reaction, and they're a better roster with her than without it. But the reality is that they've chugged along fine. Well, it's she's like, been replaced by Alexa Bliss, and they've chugged along yeah, fine. I've said that a thousand times. She got replaced years ago. She got replaced by the character has been replaced by Alexa Bliss, and they've chugged along fine. Uh, would they be better with her? Does she have fans that would love to see her? Yes, Great. of course. But you know, I lose zero sleep. Um, what are your final uh, grades, thoughts, reactions for Extreme Rules as we get ready to uh, talk to people Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, twitch.tv slash New Age Insiders TV? You know, I think that WWE is better when they're in try mode. It looks like they're at least engaging into try mode. And so hopefully it sticks. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I'm trying to mentally shift my gears with all sorts of things as well and try to just understand that this was a wrestling pay-per-view on a Sunday night in July where there was nothing else better to watch. And uh, I had a good time. And so kind of what do you want more than that? You know what I mean? Like right. I, I'm, I'm starting to really, you know, gear, wrap my mind that way. So it's like, what did you want? What did you, I had a good time. They, there were some wrestling matches. Right. And we had fun. I mean, what, do you, what were your expectations? Right. I, I, um, I went into this being like, I hope I enjoy myself on a Sunday night with my friends. And, and guess what? I did. Yes. So, so, you know, more power to them. Yeah, I think that at least, you know, you can look more analytically at other promotions uh, and kind of break those down a little bit more. WWE is better when you turn your brain off. Yeah, it's just, and, and again, they're expectation, like, uh, we're critical because we care. And I do think that staying critical keeps them on their toes. But then there's extreme rules right. in July, and you just right. sort of got to relax. There is a middle ground, you yes. know what I mean, on both of our ends. Um and we'll talk about it more Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, right back here, twitch.tv slash New Age Insiders TV. Shout out to our Patreons, patreon.com slash New Age Insiders. You guys keep this thing rolling and going. And uh, unless there's anything you guys would like to get on the air, we are going to check out and see you guys Wednesday. And thank you guys so much for joining us, giving us a call, and we will see you then. My name's been Jason Malta. I am Liam Shagger. And I will know. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all over the place, at New Age Insiders, at Liam, NAI, at Bill Neville, NAI. The website is newageinsiders.com, twitch.tv slash newageinsiders.tv. Check out our friends, affiliates, everything we got going on all over the internet. It's a fun, wacky place, and you've made us the premier place for wrestling fans to connect, discuss, and to be heard. We out.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 